Hey, we're tired and we're running on fumes. Welcome to the After Hour, where we just talk about random things that come to mind on a tired thought. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to another episode of this podcast. We are the Stone Aliens. And today we are doing a new segment called After Hour. Um, so the After Hour is about, you know, how we've been doing. We just got out of work and, you know, we're down to drink and do something fun for a bit. Um, tonight, guest stars, we have Patrick. Say hello, Patrick. Hello. And we're just going to discuss how things been. So how are you feeling coming back to work on Friday? Well, I mean, I've been back for a little bit. We've been doing some to-go stuff, but this is our first day back with like a fuller staff and with opening the restaurant up so it's definitely a, a little nerve-wracking going into it but i thought it went really well i thought it went pretty well too i mean yeah. i gotta admit i was glad to be on this watching staying home for a while it did drive me a little bit crazy yeah yeah you can only do like it's fun to have all the free time in the world but eventually like some structure is kind of nice yeah some structure um, I mean, don't give me wrong. Oh, I'm will admit when I came into that, I did saw a lot of prep stuff. But I was, I was honestly when I saw it, I was kind of glad. <laughs> sure, sure. It beats just laying in bed and playing video games. Don't get me wrong, I do like my games. Well, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with playing video games, but it's it's that whole like, um, you know, without evil does good really exist kind of argument of like yeah it's great to have all the free time in the world but it's also nice sometimes to you you maybe you appreciate your free time more when it's limited somewhat that's true so how have you been doing lately patrick well not bad you know uh been working towards slowly ramping into this the whole work situation but you know largely still have a a lot of free time before that so Hey, what kind of drink are you having today? Uh, this is the uh, Dragon's Milk oh. uh, Reserve, which I believe is by New Holland Brewing. So it's um, it's not only an Imperial Stout, but it is uh, rum barrel aged. So it is very strong and very boozy and uh, right up my alley. <laughs> I'm guessing you're a stout guy? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't really trust beers I can see through. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not, if somebody's tells me, you know, like, offers me a beer or, and they're a friend of mine or, you know, gives me something for free. I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth and I appreciate, you know, trying new things and all that. But when I have my way, uh, I usually, I usually drink darker beers, dark, heavy beers. I, I like to say I'm a sour guy myself. I mean, I finally found a type of beers I like. I'm so done with drinking, like, Henny's, um, Corona's, I'm more of a I like my 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 beer tasting like fruit and good. I don't know what this is, but it looks amazing and it tastes. It does good. A, yeah, it has a great color to it. I I can only drink select sours. I mean, some I, a lot of times I just find the sourness to be just too overpowering. I, I've got such a like a basic bitch palate of just like no, give me give me something that tastes like coffee and chocolate and I'll be happy. The I, not that fruit's bad, but a lot of those sour beers are just so strong on the sour notes it's, it's been much for me but to each to each his own to each their own and um you know so going back to the topic of work um how much did we of what do we had the most uh you mean like what do we sell the most of? yeah um i mean it was definitely a good day to be a vegan uh i feel like we've been doing the uh like 
Fish Friday to go uh, things uh, for like a month-ish now. And uh, like easily around about half our regular clientele are vegans and they've been they've been chomping at the bit. They've been itching to get some vegan food back into it. So we our co-workers leaving. Yep. Um that throw it is that after hours. <laughs> yeah, and we are closed. Um but yeah, I, I'd say we sold a goodly a good amount of CLTs. That's coconut lettuce and tomato for y'all people who don't know. It, yeah, it's a vegan answer to a to a BLT. You know, one of those classic her sandwiches, but you know, made vegan friendly. Like I said, a lot of our clientele is vegan. Yeah. And it, and you know, we sell a lot of craft beers too and it's it's always good, it's delicious. Everybody loves their beers, am I right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a craft beer bar first and foremost, uh, but, you know, also an English pub. So we try and keep up with, you know, some classic English fare, fish and chips, things like that. We have a, a bacon sarnie, which is apparently a, a staple uh, bacon sandwich. Wait, that, is that the burger? That was no, no, it's, the, it's on the, the long roll. It's just uh, this HP, which is apparently called House of Parliament sauce. Bacon and bread. Yeah, you know, I, that's, it's that, just a, it's a, I don't think it actually derives from the House of the Parliament. It's just a colloquial name that it gets called in England. And our owner, Joe, is English, so. Great boss. Yeah, he's a good man to work for. I've worked for him for like a decade now. And, I mean, granted, I'm relatively complacent in life, but uh, I, I, I'd like to think that if he were, you know, an absolute piece of shit, I would have drawn the line somewhere instead of slowly work my way up <laughs> under him for a decade. Um, well, since you said you've been working here for like a decade, um, what is one of the craziest moments you had working here? Working here? Uh, mm, I, I don't know. That's tough. I mean, there's... Or wacky moments. Yeah, wacky moments. There's, there's lots of interesting things that have happened here in the past. Um, and it's a shame with the pandemic going on that we did not have a, uh, a Christmas party this year because usually the Christmas party is is one of the the wackiest, strangest days of the year. Like, everybody gets turnt. Everybody is... Uh, like, when I started here, they used to have a game called the Dose Game. What's the, what is the Dose Game? The Dose Game is... If, if you're hanging out with one of your co-workers, like at the Christmas party or some other function, and they don't have any real obligations, and you know for certain that they're down with taking acid, it's cool to slip them acid in their drink as long as you slip yourself at least an equal amount. That's huh. what, that's the sort of shenanigans that went on when I started here. Holy shit. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like, a, honestly, from my perspective, I say that sounds like a good time. Well, and, like, there are rules, like... People have to be willing participants. You can't just, like, dose someone who's like, oh, you've never done acid before? Joke's on you. Ha-ha. Like, that's that's not cool. But if it's just like, oh, that's my buddy who I've done acid with a bunch, wouldn't it be hilarious while we're all hanging out at a party to be like, teehee, you're accidentally on acid. <laughs> and, like, yeah, again, it has to be somebody you know is cool with it because does acid hit you faster in a drink or something i mean i, mean, I don't know um i ain't gonna say i done acid but if yeah, i were I, to I, say I, if i have i probably would have done it like two or three times yeah i've never uh i've never partaken myself uh although i'm a big fan of mushrooms so like oh 
psychedelics in general are a good time. I just, I mean, honestly, and it's it's stupid saying this after the whole like pandemic, so much free time uh, <laughs> thing, where it's just like I never seem to be able to like. My understanding for like all of my friends who do take acid is basically you need to reserve two days where it's just like one day you are gonna be fucked on it, and then the next day would be nice to give yourself time to recover. Um, I mean, I recently have took talking mushrooms. I mean, I've done mushrooms three times in my life. The first time I done it, I really didn't feel nothing. The second time, it was something, but it only lasted like two hours, which was kind of iffy. But this third time. It hit, it, it hit the cake. It hit the wall. Um, it's going to sound weird, same from what I'm saying, but when I had this trip on the mushrooms, um, the mushroom was practically talking to me the whole time. Um, people people would be like, how was it talking to you? It's like, it, it doesn't have a mouth. Well, it, did, it wasn't talking to me with voice. It's just telepathically. Yeah, yeah. And it has like this weird glowing aura. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a lovely trip. I mean, it showed me a lot of stuff yeah. that I would love to know. And... You know, it made me want to change to be a better person, which is a goal that I'm thriving for along along the way. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of of mushrooms for a similar reason of just they seem to be really good at just combating your ego of like just helping to put things in a new oh, yeah. perspective. And <laughs> the mushroom told me I was an asshole. I mean, we all are assholes. In a so way. you just try and be as long as you're trying to be less of an asshole than you were yesterday. That's something. That is something. Um, now, um, what do you like to do for fun, you know, when you're out of work, um, you know? Uh, I mean, pretty much all of my hobbies are, are super nerdy and have been since I was a kid. Like, like I grew up reading The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and playing D&D and collecting comic books. And, like, I, I've, I mean, it's on... It's on hiatus now because of the pandemic, but I've participated in the same uh, live-action role-playing game for more than 20 years. I started when I was, like, I think I was 15. I think it was a couple of weeks before I turned 16, like maybe a month. So, In short, LARP, LARPing? Yes, LARPing is the acronym, but in, in case you're unable to Google or somehow living under a rock, uh, <laughs> it's short for live-action role-playing, which... Um, in my experience, it, like obviously there's a bunch of different games, but for the one I play, it's like a medieval fantasy style one. So not describing it as like a live action Dungeons and Dragons is a bit of an oversimplification, but it's also an easy way to sell it to people. I used to, when I would go uh, to Canada regularly and had to explain to border guards like well who are you visiting and it's like well it's people i met through larping and then be like larping and like well have you seen the movie role models i know like it's this old um paul rudd sean william scott movie uh also stars mclovin um and it's a it's a pretty accurate depiction like people take themselves too seriously and get a little too self-important by their fake titles but by and large, it's still a fun time and a good, incongruously, it is a, a very social and physically active experience if you're doing it right, despite being, you know, the nerdiest thing you can probably think of. And usually when you think nerdy things, you think social isolation and sitting on a couch or hanging out in a basement, a dark basement alone. And 
yes, LARPing definitely has its roots in the same subculture, but you're gonna, but you're actually physically running around and hitting people with padded sticks. And Percy, I like to say that's all pretty fun, hitting people with sticks. Yeah, and uh, that was that was the thing in the summer of uh, summer of 1999 when LARPing came to my hometown, and and, and it was started by people I had already known, like I'd done a, a play at school, and um, the the people who started it was a girl uh, my age who was the uh, the stage manager uh, for a play I was in, and then her mom was in charge of the costumes, and then they started running a LARP that they had brought with them when they moved from New Hampshire in their backyard. And I just remember going to it with my friends who I'd grown up with, like fighting with sticks in their backyard. And just that revelation of like, you can put padding on the sticks. We've just been hitting each other. Oh my God. Well, and like, and you know, and there's like more pantomime and whatnot. It's, it was, it was fun. But when you play with a set of three brothers who are all pretty close in age, I mean, I, I had to pull them apart a lot. In a way, would you consider me grabbing a stick and doing sword fighting and acting like I was someone else considered live action role play, LARPing? I mean, that's it's the basic building blocks of it, certainly. Like that running around pretending to be Spider Man or or King Arthur or Frodo or something in your backyard as a kid is like the proto live action role playing. It's when you get other people involved and you, you know, like codify a system of rules so that everybody is playing by the same rules. That's when it like officially crosses over into into a LARP. Well, I personally would like to LARP eventually someday. But um, I mean, you are more than this. Once we get back into doing in person stuff, I will definitely drag you along. It's just pandemic's been going on for a year now I so mean, we currently do D together yes i play D. awesome amazing i'm glad always something i always wanted to do for a while um we're currently doing the curse of strahd um i am a what level three earth genasi that goes by the name of a druid Sm- no earth genasi druid druid by the name of smoky quartz he is a schizophrenic <laughs> and he thinks he's a god um, <laughs> I gotta admit, I do enjoy playing my character a lot. Um, you know, it, it is definitely fun uh, DMing for you, Stephen and Stephanie. Like, it's it's a fun group, and in that that particular module has a, a special place in my in my heart. I've run it before, and the original version of it, the, the Ravenloft box that came out the year I was born. So it, it's it's a thing I like, and so. Yeah, you had you had mentioned to me wanting to get into D and D, and so yeah, it it, it's, it's, it seemed it's, a natural fit. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I personally I feel like don't knock it till you try it. Just because people say it, it has this stigma around it doesn't mean that it's bad yeah. or any good. I personally think it's fun, and I you know I love Lord of the Rings, like you said. I love the Hobbit. I like anything that involving medieval section, um, um, anything in the medieval arts or any fairy tale. Sure. But speaking of which, you know, going off on the topic of LARPing and D&D, have you ever went to a Renaissance Fair? Yes. Uh, I, I, um, I mean, they were closed last year, again, pandemic, pandemic. and it's still up in the air whether I think they're intending to be open this year and hopefully, oh, wow. but uh, Sterling, which is, it's about an hour, maybe an hour and a half away from here, and it's a similar distance from where I grew up outside of Syracuse. Um, 
I've been going to that since I was a kid. I try and make a point of going once a year. I, uh, I worked there for a summer. Um, the first year I uh, got a job working at a, uh, a metal shop that made armor. And the first year I worked for them was their last year having a booth at the Ren Fair. So I got to sell armor to people while day drinking, dressed like a, you know, Renaissance era peasant. Uh, and then I ended up working at that shop for another, uh, like, three years after that. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun, like, especially with my nerdy interest, being able to just, like, help manufacture helmets and plate armor and some leather and shields and such. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, um, is there anything that you like from the Renaissance Fair? I heard from someone that they have these giant drumsticks. I mean, I like drumsticks. It's just for me, I find them difficult to eat sometimes. But um, I heard there's people in stocks. You know, yeah, I mean, if yeah, if you've never been, I once they open up again, I would definitely recommend going. There's a lot. Like you can. There's a fair amount of, like, interactive people running around you playing characters, and uh, you can, you know, interact with them. But uh, there's also, you know, any number of performances you can watch, lots of games to play. Do you got to pay? Um, I figured yes. there's an interesting it, it, Yeah, um, it, it was somewhere between 25 and 30 bucks for an adult to get in when it was last open. I imagine it'll probably be in a similar thing. And then all of the shows are free, but any of the games or rides or food or obviously like uh, handmade crafts that you can buy there, you're going to have to pay for. Okay. And it's definitely, it's definitely pricey, but at the same time, if you pack a cooler, you're, they allow you to re-enter. just pack some sandwiches and some beers or to like in your car and go out to the parking lot and you know do a little bit of day drinking and eat you can you can have a good time for for uh for 30 bucks okay uh, well, we're trying to get we're trying to get into the last few we're trying to get into the last minute of the segment um, i would like to say thank you for being part of this um, show today yeah happy it's always glad to have a guest or somebody to express their thoughts or feelings into something they like and enjoy. Um, we're finally getting to the last few minutes, seconds of the segments where we particularly punch in whatever you want to say for 20 seconds. Um, is there anything you want to say? Um, I mean, just in general, like d and LARPing, not necessarily for everyone, but if it is, if it does cross your interest at all, give it a try because... It's definitely something I enjoy, and a lot of people do. But you know, maybe it's not for you. Okay. Um, uh, well, what I would like to say is, um, I like brownies. Who doesn't? Beers are amazing. Uh, if you ever take the time to stop by in a place in Rochester, New York, visit Tap and Mallet. Oh yeah, come to the Tap. Yep, and tap, thank you for watching this podcast. And we are so alien. Goodbye. <laughs>